0: Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS, Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want.
1: Hey, how you doing? We're welcoming back. (laughs) As we're coming back. In spooky season, it's scary. It's fun to be a leader. But more importantly, it's coming up on Halloween. And we thought it would be a lot of fun to put on our jack wagon costumes, act like jerk faces. I mean, not quite jerk faces, but we're definitely going to talk about ways that leaders can really mess things up. And it can happen. We're going to do a bad boss bashing. We're going to talk about things that are guaranteed ways to make your people feel like they want to run and hide. And so one of those ways, we have a whole list of stuff we're going to talk about. And everybody's going to chime in with their spooky stuff. And before getting to the, who's ch- the chiming in, who the heck is here? Jeff Geyer, say hey to the people. Hey, people. Out certain phones directions perfectly. Jeff Conroy. Sup. And you going to a head knob so you can't see on your radio. That's <laughs>
2: my <laughs> 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 oh, oh, <yeah. laughs> And go Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're on the ear voices at work, and we're going to talk about some stuff. First, say we're going to talk about in this spooky season when all those ghosts and goblins come out and you want to hide. So the best way to be a boss that doesn't do anything to people, hide in your office. Just <laughs> go in and tuck away. Maybe here have any maybe, uh, observations of the function of just hidden? Say, I'm in church here and closed door and gas. Get- well, one of the ones I would share uh, with you, Dr. Sam, is how many
3: times have we seen people say, I have an open door policy. And, and in fact, their door to their office is open. But boy, you don't dare go in there. Yep. Because if you go in there, you're at your own physical and emotional peril. You are doomed. Well, uh, and that's the same thing as hiding in your office. It, it isn't about whether the door is
1: open. So the door is open, you don't have to hide, but you've got arrows pointed at you if you walk into the threshold. Right.
4: Awesome. I, I've actually, uh, some of my favorite bosses have been the ones that that actually go into their office and hide because that means they're not out in the floor terrorizing people. <laughs> like, that was a gift to the company, like, oh, please, oh, dear God, they're on the floor. Oh, help <laughs> us,
1: run, hide. You can check or a fax you can send or something, sir, please. Yeah.
0: I actually had a boss that I hid in his office. Garbage
4: fire in your office?
0: <laughs> I actually had a boss that hid in his office, and when he wanted us, he had a little bell, and he'd ring the bell.
3: I was trying Oh, no. oh yeah. Oh, that, um, that, that can't be... That's got to
0: be BF. No, that's 100%. That's 100%, man. That's, that was back in my Boy Scout days. Yeah, it was like a, a ding bell, or like a big bell. No, it was a little ding-a-ling bell.
2: You guys that either hiding in the office or... Being out on the floor is, is both scary or can be scary. So isn't the real issue having boundaries? Is there's, there's certain times that as a leader, I needed to have my time to myself to think, to work on things. And there's other times that it was more beneficial to be mingling and finding out what they need and what's going on. And do they need help with this? So by not setting boundaries, is what really makes a scary situation. Right, it can get, it yeah. can spiral out of control very quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. It's the boundaries and the balance because
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: you're absolutely. Oh. So you have to have time to yourself, and it's not hiding; it's doing a little bit of a deep dive work. But it nope. can't be ninety percent of your time. You know, mm-hmm. You've got to be able to do ebb and flow and make sure that your your people you're responsible to
3: are getting the support they need. MBWA managed by walking around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. isn't that maybe it's part of the same coin of the hiding in your office thing? Is you know keep your keep. One of one of the scary things you should do is that, as a leader, scary for other people is you know keep your inner circle really small, like one person, like maybe only you. I, I'm the yeah. lion, therefore I'm I'm the I'm the king or the queen, and it's good to be. Yeah, up. that that's a good idea. Oh, there yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs>
0: exactly. Serenade the can come true. Yeah. Only need. stop. really. <laughs> this is really painful.
2: Yeah. Talk about
3: scary. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you, Myra. <laughs> so there's a and, and there, there's probably another old podcast on how do you how do you vet or determine who should be in your inner circle because uh, the circle should be bigger than
0: just Contrary to my wife's opinion, I don't know, my, my I don't know it all, but my I surround myself with people who do and and I find that's important. So you got to surround yourself with other people and it's always good to ask those around you what could I be doing better? And how can I help you? And that's part of the relationship building process because you don't know it all. And the day of the leader knowing it all and being on omnipotent and everything like that, it's this. It's not possible with technology and leadership changing so fast and generational situational leadership issues. You can't know it all. So you've got to surround yourself with amazing people.
1: And dear leaders, if you've got a, a circle of one and you're it, there's a couple of things going on here. One, you're examine your trust with your people because I'm guessing it's down to about zero, both yep. directions. Yep. And secondarily, when you do make a decision, it's all you. I'm yep. not suggesting it's a question of who gets to blame it, who gets to own it. And when things go good right. or haywire, it's all you all the time. Because if you feel like you have to carry the load, most humans can't sustain that kind of burden for very long. So bringing in people is not just about making them feel warm and toasty. Helping you make better decisions every time. Yeah. But how scary is it to be the one to make the decision without input? And then hopefully things go well. I okay. can't. Yeah. And really scary. You
2: can't, yeah. can't, can't lead
1: really in the vacuum. Yep.
2: Really yeah. scary part about that, Sam, is it is you with only a circle of one yourself, you are on the fast track to burnout
1: mm-hmm.
4: or being fast fired
2: <laughs> or being fired if you don't own the company. But uh, whatever the situation, uh, you're on the fast track to burnout because nobody can carry that big of a load for very long.
4: Yep. I I find it interesting that if you have an inner circle of one and you make the decisions, sometimes those people are then able to blame the success or failure, mostly the failure of that idea or topic, on others. Wait, you made the decision. It failed. Why is it our fault?
1: Yep. As I usually look when you see that. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean...
4: Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm working with an organization right now that they're trying brand new things and they're not giving things enough time to develop and happen. And the person who's making these decisions keeps going, why does it fail? Well, you told us to do this. But yeah, but why'd you do it that way? Why didn't you do it the way, like this way? And we're like, because you told us to do it that way and it didn't work like we told you to, but you told us to do it anyway. You shouldn't have done that. But wait, you're the boss. If, We got to do what you tell us or you'll fire us. It's this wicked cycle. It's holy. It's like fate literally faced. I can't believe I'm actually hearing this. How does this make any sense? Because he's an inner circle of one.
2: That's that's a perfect segue, Geoff, into blaming others often. Be the scariest boss you can be by having your employees worry that they're going to get the blame.
0: Yeah. The trick has seen the back. I mean. The, the trick and no treat of that whole thing is if you expect them to do something, but you're not giving them any guidance or expectation or what's the end goal going to be, but just tell them to do it. And when they mess it up, you explode on them. So where's their incentive after to try again? If, you, if they know that if they fail or it doesn't turn out the way the boss wants it, they're, they're going to get reamed. That's a trick, not a treat. Right, yeah. That's a booger in a punch bowl. That is a booger in a punch bowl, baby.
3: <laughs> and even part of that same thing. So the boss comes up with an expectation that the, the staff or or the direct reports believe is unreasonable. Uh, and the boss says, I don't care what this is what we're doing. Not that everybody has this high integrity quotient, but a lot of employees will, I'll show you, box man, your expectation is so far out of whack. We will ensure that we're not going to make it.
0: Right. Yep. There's no loyalty. There's no commitment to the organization. We're just gonna we're gonna do this scorched earth policy. We're just gonna burn everything to the ground.
1: Imagine being on all teams. Hey hey, the boss just gave us a directive. And if it works, boss gets our credit. And if it fails, he gets to blame us. Let's go, let's do this thing. That sounds like fun. Let's do that. Let's do that. That's fun. That
2: doesn't sound like a boss. That sounds like a monster.
3: Dictator. Dictator. <laughs> It's more like a ghoul, I think, for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. The emperor. Or that, there, there's the other piece. Yeah. How about this for a scary boss? From don't communicate at all. Well, really? it, Instead of giving them unreasonable expectations, don't give them any.
4: Oh, nice. I love that one. No expectations. You can't fail then, right? Isn't that how that works? Yeah, okay, yeah you you know, expectations. You all, or you can't, can't win. win. Right?
0: Yeah. If you think you're over communicating, you're probably
4: not. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a mummy boss. Mummy he boss. He doesn't want mummy. anybody to see anything about them. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Do you say mummy? they speak in mutterances? Mummy. Like, That's
0: the <laughs> in, more more like the invisible man boss.
2: Oh, have you ever looked at <laughs> this? one back hiding mummy? There's nothing there.
4: A mummy. A mummy. They, they have, have mummies. in Indiana. Who's <laughs> your mumpy? Why do, why do we? There's a basketball.
1: Some folks' in leadership positions don't communicate. What do we think is uh, incentivizing that behavior?
0: What's incentivizing non-communication? They don't trust. There's lack it, of trust.
4: Mm. They,
2: they, sort of like the creature from the Black Lagoon.
4: <laughs> <laughs> might be a good guy, or King Kong. He was probably a good guy, but yeah. uh, you know he also destroyed a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, but the creature of the Black Lagoon wanted the woman. Wanted the woman.
3: <laughs> we told you that there's no BF right there. McLaughlin just hit you right between the eyes.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So many jokes so little time.
1: Go ahead. I wonder they also <laughs> communicate because they're scared or they think they don't know or to be exposed isn't done Yeah. Right? there's real reasons that they don't do it, not just to make other people's lives difficult. But if you're a spooky boss, maybe that's your your motivation. But a lot of folks don't know how to say what they want to say or are afraid it's gonna land words. So they just don't say anything. That's
2: yeah. sad. And fear plays a huge part in it. Sure. That's our Halloween theme. But it does. It fear of being wrong, fear of not being able to communicate what we really want to communicate, fear of being judged. There's all kinds of fears that make you a spooky boss.
0: But by it. but by acknowledging that, doesn't that make leaders better? Ooh. Oh, you and your wisdom Stop Oh my gosh, sorry, I, I'm talking that whole humility piece.
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: you know? like just I said, throwing out candy to everybody. Aren't uh. you? geez,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the whole spirit of the thing. Yeah, it's the whole spirit of the thing. Yep.
1: <laughs> the coward just took off his Captain America mask to reveal he's actually Captain America. Congratulations!
0: Yeah, oh. yeah. not Red Skull. <laughs>
2: But well, Here's a question for you guys. If you could dress up as any kind of boss oh, on Halloween,
0: yeah. oh, man. what that would that co- be? That was college and it was experimental. Um.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what would your costume look like if you were dressing up as... The best boss Halloween or best boss like actual... Best boss for Halloween. You're dressing, yep. up, you're dressing up as the best boss for Halloween. What would that look like?
1: That's a great one. Dang it, now you're... you're... I, I'll go with the, the easiest answer since we we're all stumped, and that is, uh, I forget the actor and the character's name, but the boss from Alpha Space. Oh, right. Michael. Right. oh right. Michael. Oh, yeah. I'm staying late. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, you're to work this weekend. I got to go sailing. Have a good yeah. time.
4: Get those DPS reports done. Okay. Lumberg. Lumberg. That's the last name, Lumberg. <laughs> <Yeah>. I remember.
1: We're close because this is a PG show.
4: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> ah, that's amazing. So that's a somebody good. Somebody else is going to wear a well, costume. The thing is, when you say that, but my first my my mind goes to the the handful uh, of bosses that I've really thought that were extraordinary that I wanted to be like. So I don't sure. think suit. I don't think Halloween costume. I think person, and mm-hmm. you know,
2: that's hard. So you be be a person. Be a person. Tell us what was the best boss like.
0: Well, the best boss I ever had, his name was George, and he, he went on to work. It was the Boy Scout days, and he went on to work for the national office. But he empowered me. All he said was, You just need to make one more dollar. Them. It wasn't the, you got to make 2%, 5%, 10%. It wasn't none of that. He, he let me, de- this is the program that we need to have. Go ahead and develop it. So he told me what he wanted it to look like, but he didn't care how I got there. So that's delegation. So he taught me delegation. And then he taught me working with the staff, which was, Empowering the staff and bringing in small groups. So, yeah, if, if uh, he was he was probably one of my one of my best ones. And
2: it sounds like you need to have a cape and a big red S on the front. Yeah,
0: cool thing is is he as I still talk to him. He lives in Texas, but I I still talk to him every now and then. And and uh, he's probably one of the best financial minds I've ever
2: known. Okay, the big red S with the dollar sign. <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> Mr. Capitalism, Captain Capitalism. Okay, there you (laughs) go.
2: You have a costume, Captain Capitalism.
0: Nobody wants to see this in spandex, man. I got a face for radio.
1: (laughs) A lot of spandex had to die for that.
0: That's right. Like my wife says, you got a whole lot of face. You got a whole lot of face. I got a face face for radio.
2: (laughs) Mr. Geyer, who would you dress up as?
3: Oh, I was thinking, when you asked that question, Myra, years and years, decade, maybe a year more ago, for Halloween, once it, was, it showed up on a work day, like it does almost every year. And I dressed up as Count Dracula. And I, I'm a pretty big guy, six six, and I had the, the washed out face, and the flicked back hair, and the, the teeth, and the black cape, and the whole thing. I thought it looked pretty good. I scared some little kids that came in the office. And in context of this conversation, I'm thinking, yeah, that was probably a spook costume because what did the employees think? Here's the boss. Here's the CEO. He's coming to suck blood out of us. You know, that might not have been the, the best costume. Maybe it should have been, uh, I don't know. My brain goes clear to the other end of the spectrum and dress up like a clown, but that wouldn't be good either. So
4: all the clowns are clowns. Yeah. Vampire clown. Even worse.
2: So, Geoff, you're the last one. You've had oh, time. i did
4: one. I got a great one, my basketball coach from when I was in, I started AAU basketball in the fifth grade. And he was the kind of guy, he was intense, but he empowered our team. His little fifth graders, here we are running around, didn't know our, anything about anything, just learning how to play basketball. Had us play up two age brackets. So we were playing seventh graders and we just got our butt handed to us, but he goes, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. And we trusted him. He built a team with all of those guys and every single one of us is what I would consider to be very successful. And I think that's part of how he instilled a confidence and a work ethic in us that said, guess what? You, you can do this as long as you got a great team and you got people believing in you, you can pretty much do anything. And so that would be the leader that I would dress up as is my basketball coach, Dr. Jim Somas. He's a dentist, worst job ever, but he was a great coach. <laughs>
2: So what would the costume look like? Uh, sweatpants, <laughs> a sweatshirt,
4: and comfy shoes. Okay. And a whistle. Got to have the whistle. Where, oh, yeah. I got the pee
2: whistle. I, I yep. got to ask the question. I don't have to come. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a bunch of malarkey nonsense that is. I said it, fuck. You heard it. Malarkey yeah. nonsense.
2: I have to admit I'm unemployable. Um, I have tried jobs over my lifetime and none of them worked past 4 years because i'm an entrepreneur at heart and i like working with people but not for people hmm. so honestly my best boss was an absolute terror to most people I, and she her name was mary lacey and i was in <laughs> property management and
3: the names were changed to protect the guilty
2: she, When she asked for something, she did not want to wait around for it. And I jumped, I learned to take care of things right now because of that. Now, you might think of that as a negative factor. I I really, we got a tremendous relationship before I moved on from there. But it's one of the things that even though it wasn't fun, it was, it was very not educational, but. It taught me a lot. It taught me the values of getting get in there and get it done. Don't wait for uh, a later time. And I would have to. <laughs> she. I hope she doesn't hear this, but <laughs> because I don't want. It, but but she was like riding on a broom all the time.
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope she hears this. Awesome.
2: <laughs> she she was a good lady. She had a really good heart. Most people just didn't see it, I guess, is, is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. I, I would dress up as Mary Lacey <laughs> nice. on a broom. Reverend, <laughs> <laughs> I would be a real scary boss.
1: <laughs> do we have time for one more? One
2: more, yes. and then we need to wrap it up.
1: Awesome. So the one that's catching my eye here, I have a uh, younger brother. And Halloween was always the same for us. We'd go out and do our thing, get our candy, dump on the living room floor, and then compare who got what, who got how many pieces, and count up the tally and see who got more stuff. So when we think about that in terms of bosses that uh, don't create the best environments. Let's have everybody compete against everybody else over everything all the time. And I think that there's a guarantee to make sure folks don't engage just to have them looking over their shoulder. Who's got the next score? Who's got the highest thing? And Jeff's your story. You one more dollar. That's awesome. Yeah. Compared to, you are know, increasing by 70 kajillion percent, that doesn't help anybody get anywhere. So, anybody have any uh, competition stories that um, either confirm or refute the hypothesis that it's scary to have people competing all the time?
4: <laughs> all the time, yes. But I think part of the time it's good to have a little competition, a little healthy competition. Yeah. Just to to try and get the people to engage and invest and be like, you're going to have those people that want to win. That competition piece is going to be for them. Yes. Awesome. It's a competition. But if it's all the time and it's intercompetition within the office, like we're competing for the same dollars, then you get, then it starts butting heads. So there's a balance to
2: it. I think competition, like you said, is it lends a certain amount of enthusiasm and excitement and everybody likes to win. Right. where it goes sideways is when we start comparing ourselves to others and then it just goes down down the the rabbit hole.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: then it's not fun anymore. Somebody feels bad, other people feel elevated, but mm-hmm. you always have it has a winner and a loser instead of a win-win situation. Right.
1: You have like competitions that were about breaking our record rather than beating somebody. I've seen people just put in all kinds of extra hours and effort and energy and do a lot of cross-training and swapping of jobs just to get stuff done in order to break a record compared to McLaughlin was saying, you're, you're looking over the next person to you just trying to beat them. For what purpose? Now that you're against them, not doing the same thing with them. So that sounds like a conversation stopper. <laughs> that was scary. And then
4: natural <laughs> terrified. Mm-hmm. I, I may have peed a little
2: and <laughs> made my hair
1: stand on end. Right. So y'all can tell that around campfires when you go out and scare kids at the uh, overnight camps. So I'm, I'm going to wrap up this uh, this Halloween episode because you can only take so much fright. And honestly, it, it was quite fun like Halloween should be, at least in my point of view. But uh, part of the uh, the impetus behind this is just to have a little fun with the topic, but also understand that there are some ways to remove the spooky and scrub out the scary by just, dealing with people and working with folks in their strengths and in the places they want to go. So I want to open up to the group before we sign off. Anything else you all care to add before we wrap this up?
3: Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Don't <laughs> scare
1: anybody that's not right. <laughs> So like we said before, this is the No More Leadership BS podcast and we're here to help. And this is, I believe, a silly one, but it's the same thing we say every time. If you need assistance, you have questions, concerns, issues, we'd love to hear from you. Even just recommendations, you can email us. Ask us at leadershipbs.co. And if you're driving, don't stop to write this down unless you're in a good place to do. But it's ask us at leadershipbs.co. We want to hear from you. We want your comments. We want you to share with your friends that you've enjoyed this and click five stars in your podcast speech if you've got that let us know we're doing well and we'd love to hear from you and until next time we are the podcast group three jeffs and two other people
2: thanks everybody
1: bye
4: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at leadershipbs.co. That's leadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a DISC behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five-star Review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much and tune in next time. We'll see you then.